Hi, I'm Regina Boyd, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist and Licensed Mental Health Counselor, and your host of the Connecting Out Loud podcast. Here we talk about connections with our families as they relate to our mental health and Catholic faith, all while connecting you with those you love the most. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Let's dive in. Okay, so tonight we're going to talk about keeping your cool when you're not. And it is a very interesting. We've all had those moments where we're in the middle of a heated conversation, in the middle of a conflict, and you just either lose it or you become so overwhelmed that you shut down, you can't handle the conversation anymore. And I'm going to talk about what you can do either in that moment or leading up to that moment. So the first thing, those moments, what we call those moments when we just can't take it anymore and the conversation is basically over, things are hitting the fan (laughs) at that moment, we call that diffused psychological arousal. And usually what's happening physiologically in your body is that your heart rate gets to 100 beats per minute and fight or flight mode is set off in the brain. And so the only way you can respond in those moments is to fight, to fight, to flee, or to freeze. And it's really pretty much impossible to have a normal logical conversation at that point. And so, yeah, if you're somebody who shuts down, then you're getting into freeze mode. And our brains, are we get into that hyper arousal stage, we want to run away, do everything we can, we get into survival mode, and we're no longer using our frontal lobes to think logically and get through the conversation. And so what you need to do if you are in the diffuse psychological state is first of all, take a break. And we'll get to that for a second, but you need to immediately stop and no longer engage in the conversation. But before you even get to that point, what's really helpful is to figure out what your point of no return is. What do I mean by point of no return? Basically, especially when there's couples or any type of relationship, friendship dynamic in a family, we usually have what I like to call a cycle, a pattern. And so if you were to break down um, some of your classic type of disagreements that you have at home, chances are there's a step-by-step that you could sort of play out, you know, First, I make my request. I say something that, you know, I want to talk about. And then I get a look and the look makes me upset. And so I usually um, give the cold shoulder and then that makes him upset. And, And so you kind of know those steps if you were to break it down, those steps of what plays out before you get to that diffuse psychological state and you are going to shut down or fight or freeze. And so I want you to think of that mentally and go through those steps and figure out at what step is your point of no return, meaning what is that point in the discussion when once you get there, there's pretty much no taking you off track. You know you're going to finish the rest of the cycle. You're going to finish the pattern, continue the steps and get to that place where you are so overwhelmed, where you either shut down or really explode. And that can be different for everybody. And so if you can identify that point of no return and you know what step that is in the sequence for you, you can start paying attention the next time that you are having a disagreement with someone. You can say, oh, hold up, we're getting close. Like, I don't know if you wanna number them or something, but like, oh my gosh, we're at four or five and we know six is 
no, a no-go. That's my point of no return. Let's slow it down. Let's calm down before we get to that place. And so that's really helpful to prevent it in general. But if we still end up finding ourselves there and getting overwhelmed and in that diffuse psychological arousal state or what, all, what is also known as flooded, it's just a fancy word for being overwhelmed. If you do find yourself in that state, the number one thing you should do is take a break, completely disengage from the conversation. Now, the problem is what a lot of people do when they do get overwhelmed is they might leave a conversation without cluing in the other person about what they're doing. They might not say, I'm overwhelmed. They just say, I, I can't take this anymore. And they walk away. And the other person's like, hey, well, what's going on? We're having a conversation. I thought we're not finished. And so that can add a little bit to the conflict. So one thing you want to make sure is that both of you are on the same page and have that plan in place. So you can kind of clue each other in and say, hey, I'm flooded. I'm, I'm 100 beats per minute. I'm out of here. If you've got a Fitbit or an Apple Watch, you can actually <laughs> um, know what your heart rate is and pay attention to that. Um, and you can say, look, we need to take a break. I can't take any more input right now. And, you know, nothing offense to you, but we need to stop because otherwise we're just going to start saying things that we regret or hurt each other even more than we already have been at this point. And so when you do take that break, I always recommend at least 20 to 30 minutes. Some people need much more time than that. Some people think they need less, but the reality is if your heart rate's that high, you need probably a good 30 minutes to get to a calm stage. And the trick here during that 30 minutes, before you take the break, by the way, you have to set a time when you guys are going to agree to come back and resolve the conversation and discuss it again when you're both calm. So make sure you agree on that. But the trick is when you're taking that break, making sure that you are not thinking about anything to do with the argument or the disagreement at all during that time. And so a lot of times what happens is people will take the break and they keep replaying the conversation in their head. They start preparing for their side of the argument and what they want to, what points they want to make once we do get back together and try to re resolve that. And the problem with that is, is that's just going to keep your heart rate way too high. It doesn't actually help with bringing those adrenaline levels down. It doesn't help with calming, getting you into that calm state. And so you just prolong that high level of stress and therefore come back to the conversation later, still really amped up and ineffective. And which is not what you want to be. We want to be efficient at this. We want to be helpful. We want to make sure that we do get our points across, that we feel heard and um, it's going to be really challenging to do that if we don't take that time and take that break. So what can you do during a break? You can do breathing exercises. You can watch a mindless TV show, um, anything that sort of can distract and take you away from the argument. You can take a walk around the block. Um, I know somebody who does stretches while watching a TV show. <laughs> um, so there's lots of different combinations, anything that works for you, um, saying a prayer, journaling, um, anything that can really just, again, pull you out of that mental state and distract and get you to calm down. And then let's see, I'm looking at my notes really quick, making sure I didn't lose track of anything. Oh yes, so how do you know when you are ready to re-engage in the conversation again? Well, the number one way you know is if you can talk about it in a way that doesn't get you activated. So even though you still might disagree or you might be upset about the situation, it doesn't bring you again to that 
flooded state to where you're very overwhelmed, but you can re-engage and be logical about it and be receptive to what your partner has to say or the person you're in a conversation with has to just say. So you want to pay attention. If you still feel yourself shutting down, if you feel that flight or flight mode kicking in, if you're feeling really defensive, those can be signs that you might not be ready to re-engage just yet and that you really need to just be calm. So what to do instead? How do we make sure that we don't get angry and that we can come back to the conversation ready and open and receptive? I would say come with curiosity. And I know that that is really a big challenge that I'm putting out there. But the more that we can be curious, sometimes conflicts are an opportunity, not sometimes, but really they are opportunities for growth as a couple. And they're more so an opportunity for you to get to know your spouse in a new way on a heart to heart level and hear what it is that they're trying to share. So really getting curious about, wow, like I have no idea where you're coming from, but I'm I'm here to hear this out because it's fascinating to me. <laughs> um, I really can't comprehend it. This is new and maybe I can learn something new about you that I never knew before. And so that's a really good uh, trick to play in your mind to at least have you be present enough for the conversation to hopefully get somewhere and find a solution. But I, I really do believe that, that it is an opportunity to see more into your beloved's heart. And that's a nice way that you can sort of trick yourself into being there and being open and receptive to the conversation. So those are some tips on what you can do. Um, tell me if you guys have any ideas yourselves. I'd love to hear them. And thanks so much. Stay calm, do that breathing, and I'll see you next time. If you have enjoyed this episode, you can find more Connecting Out Loud content on our Facebook and Instagram pages. As always, I appreciate each and every review. So if you can take some time to rate and review this show, I read each one and I love hearing from you. Be intentional and connect out loud.